Welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Brennan. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. I'm Sam. Hey. hey. Yo. <laughs> uh, we're recovering from the ultimate high of our live <laughs> show last week. Um, but the, I, I just, I thought, you know, a little bit of hair of the dog. Let's have something really exciting. So. <laughs> what? You never heard of hair of the dog? No. It's what? like it's when you're hungover it. and you start drinking right away in the morning. To help your hangover? Oh. Yeah, like a Bloody Mary is supposed to help I'm your like, hangover. You've done it, you're but it has a drunk. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I, that phrase, <laughs> I have been learning. Like, my boyfriend hadn't heard that one either. Um, to, I guess it just hasn't hit the world, and I just thought it had. The perfection is trying to get the word out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the hair of the dog that I was referring to is we have a very exciting special guest. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> You may know him as a writer for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and also a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. His name is Joshua Conklin and he's here in the room with us. Hello. Hi. I'm so hey. glad to be here. Thank Hi, you Joshua. so much for joining Yay. us. Also, I know a little bit about that phrase. It's short for the hair of the dog that bit me. Yes. And it's super oh. old timey and that's why people don't know it. It's like 30s, the 40s. The dog that that makes sense. That I am extremely sense. old. Wow. <laughs> I'm 85. You're a vampire. You are an old Internal spirit. I really sure. You really are. And I love that about you. Yeah. Thank you. But You're when welcome. you were prancing around on stage at our live show, all youth. Just oh, all yeah. It was like youth, youthfulness, prancing around with that. Just wisdom. <laughs> I was on the it. top of his head. What else do we like about me? <laughs> There's like a picture of me with my jaw on the floor while you're doing it, and it may be my favorite thing Aww. from the entire night. Well, I love you. you, Brennan. And I mean, if you didn't come to our live show, obviously you got to hear it, but you missed out. So next one we have, you should come. Um, <laughs> was that was that too mean? I got a little no. bit of a spit take. Okay, great. That's great. Um, be there or be square. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we are here to talk about a movie, but first, let's spill it. Tea time. What have we been watching oh, recently? We actually we didn't do tea time last week, so we got like two whole weeks to pull from. Mm. Um, I saw two movies I hated. Okay, start with the no, first one and continue to the second one. <laughs> okay, just I mean I don't even know if they're worth talking about, but uh, Child's Play. Sorry, I know everybody oh, really the, liked it. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's just like ugh, when you take out. It's just, it is, it's a, it's just what straight people would write a child's play movie to be. It does the job. Sorry. I know I have a lot of friends out there who are on it. I really didn't like it either. I thought it was unnecessarily mean, which is weird because I'm a horror buff, but like something about those kills was really ugly and Especially the mother. Yeah. Which I was like, why her? Why? Cause she uh, said I want to be She's barely in friend. the movie. She's yeah. there to just get killed in that automatic car and it's sort yeah. of fucked up. I had fun cause I was with a friend who... Like just thought it was the dumbest shit. So he was laughing throughout <laughs> the whole movie. So I had a really good time because of him, but it was definitely as soon as I left the theater, I couldn't tell you anything that happened. Completely forgettable. Yeah. Except one thing. And it's not a spoiler. It's just instead of taking place in a department store, the whole thing takes place at like a big lots. What the fuck? <laughs> they're ordering Buddy at a big lot? Well, they're, yeah, they're doing it at like a dollar store. It's like not even yeah. a Walmart. Mm. I mean, this thing is like. That might I be mean, just indicative of the budget, though. I, I don't to, know. I just got like, Speaking we, as someone who shopped building. at Big Lots three days ago, yeah. it is a store that provides many great services and furnishings. I am Some not, great furniture. I'm yeah. not reading Big yeah. Lots. I found Allie Lohan's Christmas album there once, which I'm a huge <laughs> fan of. And I've where else? I've literally get never that? heard of that person. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's little sister. I mean, context clues, I assumed, but it's never crossed my desk. There's a, there's a song on it called I'm A dying. Lohan Holiday, and they squeeze so many syllables in it. Is the mom on the album at any point? Dina? You, no, but... Well, that it, bitch was sitting at a fridge I loved her drinking. So <laughs> <laughs> um, second film was Bit. Have you guys heard of Bit? It's like a oh, queer BJ was talking film. about that on Twitter no, the other people day. People love it. I... I was so here for it until it had, I can't, it just, um, did it have a perfection like turn? It has a turn that undoes what it stands for. I think, or what I felt like I thought, I thought it was doing that, uh, does some positive things, but I'm curious to hear what other people think. And I'm sure that I will once I say it. it? Mm -mm. Nope. Nay, you've seen it. How, how did you acquire this upon thine eyes? Uh, well, I can say it is going to be at San Francisco, uh, at Frameline. It is. It's a frame line right now, and it's doing a festival circuit. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, so Nay, what have you been watching? I was like, um, I feel like I went to a movie theater recently. I was like, oh yeah, Sleepaway Camp (laughs) 2. I I saw an Instagram post of yours about the movie Alicarda. Did you end up watching it? No, I haven't watched it yet. I was driving all day today. Okay. Yeah. 
Still no, watching Game of Thrones? Yet. Yes. Yes, Still I want am. her to chop your head off? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Brian that last night. He was dying because he hadn't listened to that episode yet. You know, I, I just, but I also want to make a point that there's like, I saw someone post today and I can't remember who about this like cute new language that some people are using to talk about their crushes where they're like, I want her to kill me. And oh like, yeah, want, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want everyone to know that's not what I'm doing. I want her to actually <laughs> <laughs> remove your head. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just putting making Did you watch Top of the Lake? No, not yet. So she's in season two. I know she's the best me. part of season two. I believe it. Yeah. You're I'm not one hundred percent convinced that Top of the Lake is a real show because you're, you're the only person I've ever heard mention it in my <laughs> I've entire life. It was the first thing. Okay. Season yeah. one's amazing. Season one yeah. is incredible. It sounds yeah. like you cooked it up in a pot of ingredients that I that are appealing like specifically ca- to me. Casting Elizabeth Moss in my head just sounds believable, right? Yeah, it just yeah. it feels so right, but I just feel like you're lying. The first to season's me about fucking amazing. Too perfect dude. to be real. You have Hulu, right? Yes. I mean, Holly Hunter's in it. Like she plays this like sage. I don't even know what she plays. It's just She's a, like a cult leader. Elizabeth yeah. Moss's accent, her Kiwi accent is so weird. Wait, though. it's That's set in New Zealand? Thing. Yeah, it's nothing set about in this show. New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. then season two is set in Sydney, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh, can I call you Josh? Yeah, that's JJ. Fine. Okay. Uh, what have you been watching? Anything that you would like to share? With uh, the, yeah, the I just started rewatching Enlightened, Laura Dern's Mike White HBO <sighs> oh, show. I love the pilot and it's of that show. So good. And I was told by a friend that like the way that HBO was working at that time is they just paired writers with middle aged actresses who needed vehicles. And I was like, what? We should have a whole network of that. Of just like, <laughs> isn't that Ryan Murphy's whole? Empire? I guess you're right. No, that's true. There yeah. should be a network that does that. Why doesn't it's HBO brilliant. start doing that again? Yeah, it was brilliant. And then the other thing I just saw was this movie from the 70s called Girlfriends that I saw on the Ooh. Criterion app. And uh, it's amazing. And it's it's sort of like the predecessor to Frances Ha and Sex and the City and, mm. and Girls. And it's um, this young woman in her 20s made it for like $80,000 over the course of three years. Ooh. And it's just about her and her best friend who live together. And then the best friend gets married and goes away. And she's sort of like wanders around New York lonely and trying to figure out what to do. But it won Best Picture at Cannes and Sundance Theater. It came out, and it's sort of like this lost classic that people are finding oh. again. It's so beautiful and funny. And it's on sweet. the Criterion. Yeah, and there's yeah. lots of lesbian sort of stuff in it too. That's really good. Is it a drama? It's a comedy drama. Comedy drama. Yeah. Great. I it's just amazing. found the like, criteria. Well, there's now. lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a drama. It's drama. Yeah. <laughs> How about it's you, Michael? Uh, well, I watched Child's Play. I'm trying to remember what else I watched. I need to start writing this shit down. You should get a letterboxed. Yeah. That seems like too much work. It's so fun though. <laughs> and I want to see. I watched child's play. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we already talked about that. What about you? What'd you watch? Um, well, I watched all of Netflix's new tales of the city limited series. Mm-hmm. Um, because you might remember I talked about the first three seasons as I was watching them. Um, a couple of months ago. Um, this new season, it's, it's very up and down. It's 10 episodes as opposed to the normal six for that show. And I think, they could have probably cut four of them. Oh, um, but the cast is great. Um, I mean, Laura Linney and Olympia Dukakis are returning. Ellen Page is there. Um, and they also, as much as I love the original Tales of the City, because it's like this fun, soapy, deeply queer show, like they've definitely expanded the cast of characters to include a lot more people of color, a lot of different arrangements of what it's like to live as a queer person in 2019. It, this does the... Uh, the sleepaway camp two slash post season two time jump situation where I was trying to do the math and there's a character named Michael Tolliver who in the third season of the show, it was 1981 and he was like firmly in his mid to late twenties. And now he's played by Murray Bartlett and the character is like 54. And I was trying to do the math and I was like, he would have been 16 in season three of this show. Is Murray, Murray Bartlett that old? He's like 48. I think, um, they aged up the character. Okay. Um, but it's still, it makes no sense. But anyway, um, the show, I wasn't sure how to feel about it at first, but I really got pulled into it to the point that there's a scene with Laura Linney just rearranging a spice rack, and I was in. <laughs> I was just fully invested. Sold. Um, yeah. But also, there's this really, really, a lot of the new characters they introduced, I don't love, just because I don't love teenagers. <laughs> um, but there is... <laughs> There's a character named Jake um, who is a trans man. Um, he is played by an actor named Garcia who is non-binary. So Garcia is they, them. Jake is he, him. 
just for the record, and I will try to keep that straight. Um, but yeah, the character of Jake is a really fascinating character. Um, Jake was originally in a lesbian relationship, but as the relationship has obviously shifted a lot during his transition, and they're kind of dealing with what that means and what they are, and it's a really fascinating subtle document of that. And this show does have a completely queer writer's room, which might be the first wow. to ever exist. Cool. Um, so there's a lot of really nuanced storytelling going on. Mm-hmm. And also semi spoiler alert. Um, Jake is kind of evaluating whether or not he is like a gay man um, versus a lesbian. And it's a very complicated mm-hmm. process for him, but there is a scene with a grinder hookup that is, maybe the most real and tender scene that I've ever seen. I'm not talking about like, Oh, the love scene, like whatever. Um, <laughs> it's not a sexualized thing. It's a, it's a, it's a scene about a connection between two people who met online and it's just a really, it's a beautiful show at the core of it. And it gets very soapy to a hilarious degree. And Molly Ringwald shows up at one point. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Um, I just, I do highly recommend it. There are some iffy bits. You got to skate past, but it's a really fun show. Um, yeah, uh, lecture is over. I, I did want to say really quick, um, friend of the show, Derek Dennis Herbert, you may yeah. remember him from our Jason goes to hell episode. Um, he, Jason shaves Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, he directed the Kane Hutter documentary, but a new movie he's producing is coming to VOD on July 16th. It's called there inside. It's i uh, I'll just read you the synopsis really quick. Just, you know, as a favor for a friend. Um, <laughs> Trapped in a secluded cabin in the woods, Robin and her sister Cody must overcome their dark past while battling threats from deadly masked strangers. They will need to work together if they want to make it out alive. So you should really check that out. I believe Dread is putting it out. I was going to say, is that Dread? Yes. And Derek's a super nice guy and you should support him. Yeah, he was great on the show. Yeah. But now, the reason we've gathered here today, (laughs) um, Josh has invited us to watch a little movie called 1971's Daughters of Darkness. I'm going to share a snippet of the trailer really quick, and then we'll launch into the conversation. Silly tales about ghouls chased away by garlic. At the very end of the movie, at the beginning of the trailer. I love it. Shrinking from crosses. She kidnapped young girls and kept them chained to give blood. Blood for her to bathe in and drink. And she bit them everywhere. No. And then she pushed white hot pokers into their faces. No. And she parted their lips Please and screamed. She shut the flaming rod up into their mouths. Stop it. Blood. Beautiful red. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop so um, we're going to talk a little bit about why you chose to do this movie. Okay. But first, did you bring a shady summary to share with us? Oh, I sure did. Okay. I would love to hear <sighs> nice. it. Okay. This is my first shady summary. So okay. bear with me. I have high hopes. Three beautiful women and one okay face man from Dark Shadows <laughs> brewed around a luxury Belgian hotel. Plus there are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a plus. Perfect fit. You should not have been shy about that at all. Um, let's share ours okay, and then we'll man. jump back in. Sam, do you have do you have one to share? Yeah. Um, when a violent monster decides she wants the wife of another violent monster, she must arrange for a transfer of ownership. <laughs> oh God. Wow. That's accurate. It's dark. Wow. Uh, um, say a nice movie to look at and a nice movie to listen to, but not necessarily at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is if couples just admitted they hate each other, they'd save themselves a whole lot of fucking pain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And mine is a lesbian vampire movie that would rather be about luxury dresses than lesbians or vampires. (laughs) And I only resent that a little. (laughs) Okay, so Josh, why is this the movie that called out to you to bring to us today? I've been watching it a lot lately. Uh, I just, I really love it. I love the style of it. I love the mood of it. I understand that it's slow. I understand that it's not especially interested Mm -hmm. in being a horror movie, but it's a lesbian movie and it's got all those dresses. So it appeals to gay men too. (laughs) Um, And I, I I won't, I will say that when I chose it, I didn't know that you were going to do daughters of Dracula. And so I was like, maybe I should choose something different, but then I guess this is like the end of our lesbian vampire education. uh, (laughs) Oh, there's so much more to explore too. No, they're the 
backbone of this podcast, lesbian yeah. Yeah. vampires. And we need yeah. to see all of them. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank good. you. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to, to your point of the okay faced man, <laughs> um, the point where. <laughs> I was kind of into him. Like, well, I was kind of into him. Yeah. I would have done yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for well, sure. So glad we got away. His little red robe. I mean, young. I know, and then his like, matching shoes. Little red well, flip Yeah. Look when when uh, <laughs> when Countess Elizabeth Batori shows up, mm. um, she's like, "Oh, what a perfect couple! So joyful, so beautiful." And I'm like, "Okay, they well, hate each other." The the lady <laughs> looks like a you know a beautiful Swedish model woman, and the man looks like Bjorn from ABBA, <laughs> and. I just think that she that like she is like a full Kinsey six lesbian because she cannot yeah. judge men. Yeah, this is what straight women put up with all the time. Do you ever watch Golden Girls and like you'll see uh-huh. some them on a date and like a joke won't make sense and you're like, oh, is that supposed to be an attractive man? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. And Sex in the City, basically any TV movie whatever real life where a woman is dating a man mr big like oh yeah you're like oh is that huh okay i mean look at all the cbs sitcoms from old where it was like kevin james with like the hottest wife ever leah remini yeah or or, 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 (laughs) like all the cbs sitcoms had guys like that and women like that well some there are you're right and there are a lot of scenes that are built on the premise of like this man is unbelievably attractive fucks yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I think he's actually kind of hot, but not compared to those three women who are all universally well, no, amazing looking. You're right. I mean, yeah, I've, I'm not trying to dig on his appearance because, first yeah, of all, no, I no, love sure. I would totally and, let him yeah. choke me, but he's not as hot as those three women are. See, no, it's just they really <laughs> they really dim his shine. Um, Elizabeth Bathory doth teach the candles to burn bright. I don't know why I keep quoting Shakespeare tonight. Um, but, like... In the presence of that, I'm a mess. I don't know. Don't <laughs> I will say, I want to say one th- another reason that I chose this is I think that um, Delphine Seyrig, who plays Elizabeth mm-hmm. Bathory's performance, is so amazing. And she I guess really yes. I would be hard pressed to think of another performance of of such a beautiful per- like she's so stunningly beautiful in this movie that I would believe that she's a thousand year old vampire. I mean, she Absolutely. just like chews up every scene she's in. Yeah, I wish I had seen it as a very young child so I would have known earlier that that's who I wanted to be. You know, <laughs> you could have started practicing these great earlier. examples before me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't relate to anything. I yeah. kept thinking Valerie was played by – I had to like keep looking because I didn't believe it when I'd read it – that it was played by the woman from Night of the Living Dead. They looked exactly alike to me. <laughs> The main oh, girl in the yeah. beginning, like, like she, with, I think yeah. it's just the haircut that goes straight I down. Think it's just like in like the sh- fucking deep ass part in the middle. It's so <laughs> yeah. chic though, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so hot. She, both she and the actress who played Alona were adult film actresses. Oh, no kidding. And oh, then Delphine Seyrig was like the most famous actress in Paris. So that's mm. like the combination that's really interesting too. Like they didn't think that they were going to get Delphine because she was so famous in France, and then they ha- had her and then two porn actresses. So it's amazing. Huh. It's just an interesting combo. It really is. And I th- I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that they were porn actresses based on the like general joke of like, oh, they were so bad. They're porn actresses. Like the, I, I found. Oh, I don't mean to say that at all. I'm, no, 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 I'm not trying to shame them for being sex, you know, oh, adult film not. stars. Um, no. no. I just think it's an interesting thing. I did read that. Sorry, what's the actress? Delphine. Seyrig. Seyrig. Um, I, I miss Mark. He'd teach me how right. to pronounce that. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I. I read in the IMDb trivia that her boyfriend, who was a French director at the time, like envisioned the movie as a graphic novel and got very excited and was like, you should do this. And she's like, okay. Wow. So that was like what convinced her was like his weird vision of it as a comic. So this is like Southland Tales. <laughs> I think also the world was like thick with lesbian vampire movies at this time. And sure I think she thought that she could like elevate it, which she and did. She did. Mm-hmm. Um, was it whose was this a first time watch? That was mine. I okay, was, it was me. my first time. So and yeah, me. everyone but you, Josh. Like you have actually exposed. This is, I think, yeah. a first time, and that everyone's been experiencing a movie for the first time. Wow, so I'm exciting. so honored. Yeah, Tanae's point, though, I, I've seen this many times, but usually I just like put it on and then like walk around my house drinking wine and folding <laughs> laundry. Like, you know, because as soon as you put it on, you're like, "Where's my robe?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to get in the bubble bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like fancy fabrics only. I just like I. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned the robe and the matching flippers. <laughs> it, it is a very texture-based movie. Yes, uh, yes. I do love that. That's what I loved. And I was actually like watching the movie and the location was so gorgeous. Yes. And I kept thinking yes. to myself like in the bitch mode being like, okay. did they 
<laughs> find this gorgeous castle and they realized they only had enough money for the location so they had to say like no one was staying in it because they couldn't no, afford it, extras it's in i still know what you did last summer <laughs> I, uh, you mean uh, oh that kind of situation yeah like we're at that resort that, in the off season yeah you do mention that it's the off season yeah, yeah. but it's I just so luxurious yes oh. yeah and then outside it always looks so cold and frigid and mm-hmm. empty too so i think it works and it's mm-hmm. i feel like it's a good metaphor i didn't think hard enough about what that metaphor could be but <laughs> um also just the constant shots of the sea yeah. and the way and that the waves are yeah. crashing yeah. kind of reflecting the emotion of the scenes it's mm. very european yes mm. very european to to a fault you might say continental <laughs> my my <laughs> wow. what was the movie we watched that had lesbian vampire Vampires Lesbos? Yes. It reminded me of that a lot. <laughs> Just like kind of laying outside. How dare you? The textures. <laughs> I, you know, that was the textures. And, and like the, the flow. The colors. And, yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I think. No, never mind. Like yes. the pacing. <laughs> yeah. Like the beautiful people. But the simple as, story. I mean, the aesthetic yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Just like as soon as the the title comes up and that gorgeous font and the music. Yeah. The score is amazing. Score the is script good. is like whatever. But that was popular at the time. All those Andy Warhol movies. Just mm-hmm. beautiful people laying around. It's like being a gorgeous and long perfume ad. For me, it's that's amazing. enough, I think. Yeah. Um, I would say about 55 minutes in, it wasn't enough for me. But <laughs> I did really enjoy everything about... Elizabeth Bathory. I'm not yes. going to try to be. Yeah, she's amazing. Right again. Her shimmer dress. Like, you're Oof. so right. That casting is perfect. Mm-hmm. Her, like, bedazzled dress at the end. Wow. The oh, one. So good. I need a gif of her, like, beckoning Lola yes. with the feathers. I think there is one. There must be. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I just have to. And Alona, too. Uh, she's she's not to be sniffed at. She's so chic. <laughs> she's, like, so goth chic. Mm-hmm. She's, like, giving yes. Karen O from Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. She looks like the um, the woman who seduces that married guy in Love Actually. Oh my God! You're yeah, so I just right. wanted her to be wearing that necklace, and it's all for him. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my um, contribution. <laughs> Y'all seen Love Actually? Yes. Um, the opening scene, though, uh, I, I, before we even get to any of the vampires, because I hadn't seen it before, I didn't know who was going to be a vampire. So I was like mm. on the edge of my seat in yeah, that scene right? when they were like talking about, uh, like, "Do you love me?" and they don't. And I was like, "Oh, this is dark." Oh, they're both vampires I because they don't love each other. Assume you know, and then they're going to be like an opening kill. Yeah, when I, he left yeah. the car, and they're on the. I thought he was going to come back in, just like fucking eaten up. Oh. To me, the <laughs> yeah, I was, was actually, so yeah, high. I was kind of like nervous. Yeah. yeah. And then as it continues, and they're still on the train, I'm like, oh, okay, he's and he's being really creepy, and he's interested in death, and I'm like, oh, she's married a vampire. So when the reveal is that this stunning uh, Vanna White, because she does wear that full <laughs> sequin number, at yeah, the end, um, and she's just ready to turn letters, but uh, <laughs> when it's revealed that she's the vampire, I was shocked. I really thought, I mean. Well, her introduction, though, is amazing when she gets out of the car and you only see her high-heeled shoe. Ooh, and then they put a key God. light on just her red lips. And, I mean, they really mm, yeah. lay it on thick. And then there's this weird motif that I noticed in the movie where even though the hotel is empty and all the streets are empty, I counted no less than four times where people have to swat away a potted tree or, like, the camera <laughs> moves through a potted fern. It's like you can just walk two feet around that tree. It's so weird. She does it in, in her introduction scene and then it happens, like, three more times. <laughs> well, look, her, the path she chooses is the path she's going to stick to. It doesn't matter if there's a plant there or not. If there's a fern in the way or not. <laughs> yeah, fern. lucky fern, honestly. Yeah, true. Yeah. I'd let her swap me away, so, too. With her intro, you ever notice, like, vampires are always trying to cover for themselves in these things? And she's just like, no, this is who I am. Here's my historical name. And yes, I was here 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. shine away oh. whatsoever. Okay. Yes. That's true. But, uh, but speaking of that kind of assumption that something's deeply wrong with our central couple. Well, first of all, <laughs> they have that conversation where it's like, cause the guy is the son of this super wealthy British family and Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's like, Oh, your mother won't like me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but who is that? She actually, we kept saying the word, what, what? Yep. I, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I assumed she was a vampire yes. or mm. like there was going to be some mm. sort of thing with her that like never really came to fruition. But I, I was, I checked that cause they kept saying, she kept saying what in that scene. Well, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, that's something that's nefarious about him because she's pressuring him to call his mother and tell him that they've yeah. just been married. But then he slips the note to the concierge. It's like, tell, tell us that oh, no yeah. one was at home. Right. That made my spine think yeah, like, what's creepy. happening. I do. And the payoff of that is so weird. I do want to ask so what weird. the fuck, <laughs> what, what, what is the payoff? I was so confused mo- by that conversation. His quote unquote scene. mother. Oh, it's, 
a man. Yeah, it's like an old queen. Oh, was he gay? <laughs> I just... He was British. He's wearing was hard a to kimono. Yeah. <laughs> and he's super disappointed that he married a woman. Yeah. I just, I just it thought it was that, his dad. <laughs> it inferred that he was like a kept man or, or some yeah. sort of younger oh, like lover. like a little boy to, toy. Yeah, to yeah. this old rich queen. Interesting. I think it I just didn't occur to me because, again, I would not approach Bjorn to be my boy toy because, I don't know, I just imagine boy toys are like 18 and he is not. Um, <laughs> We're not all into twinks. No, nor am I. <laughs> wow. Uh, how dare you? We have just met, sir. Um, There's nothing wrong with twinks. No, of course no, yeah. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I lost my train of thought. But, okay, I'm glad. I, I was going to, like, read up all this film theory stuff about what's happening. I think I was just so... I had slipped out of my body at that point in the movie where I was like, wow. dialogue doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just the images. And I, and but I kind of clicked back into reality in that scene. And I was like, I've completely lost what's happening in this movie. It does look beautiful. It's it a little does. hypnotic. I, mm-hmm. I call it hypnotic, but yes. maybe that's generous. Hypnotic. Yeah, no, no, no. Totally. I do think that's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. You were hypnotized. Yeah, it actually it does kind of lull state. you. Like it would it be does, like an yeah. amazing movie to take a nap to. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Wow. <laughs> yeah, many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Amazon review. <laughs> <laughs> it is and like, I mean that in a very nice way. It is a comfort movie yeah. for me. I'll put it on and cook dinner it's, or like yeah. fold my laundry or just like makes me feel the sort of like score, sophisticated. Like I want yeah. the score on vinyl. The score is beautiful. Yeah. I actually have a little bit of that score, I think. Let play me see it, if I play it up that. in the background. Yes. Oh, well, are you going to nap if we do? <laughs> no, I'm no, with, just, I'm a, with you just a little people. bit. Oh, no, I don't. It's gone. It's I gone do forever. I have a question um, yes. about the girl from Love Actually. Was she a vampire because she died from a razor blade? I think that she was like a vampire thrall. Got it. Like not a full vampire. Like a, that, like a Redenfield situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. When I think we're finding in a lot of these vampire movies that we've been watching that is like a lot of the vampire rules really don't exist. Well, that's kind of why I asked because I I want to know what are the rules in this (laughs) if there are any. Like like when we watched Dracula's daughter. Right. She died just like getting stabbed in the stomach. It feels like the countess can sort of hypnotize people. Yeah. She asks Alona to show her her eyes and then Alona's okay. And then she does sort Mm -hmm. of a similar thing with Valerie later on. So it feels like that's a thing. He's like trances her into doing stuff for her. What is with her and water? That's kind of what well, I was getting at because it's yeah. like, oh, there's got to be something there because right? it's usually holy water. But oh, yeah, oh, I was waiting oh, for her to a, s- like go up and smoke. There's a really <laughs> like yeah. a vampire yeah. rule that nobody likes to use is yeah. that vampires can't cross running, running water. water. Oh. It very rarely gets used, but it is yeah. in like it's the fun, old, though. old folklore. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I so wish they I knew also that. can't get raped in a shower. <laughs> Cause that's well, what was happening. Yeah, it is. What it was a horrific scene. It was. That scene was yeah, deeply intense. Mm-hmm. And like, I know different people shower differently, but this is a wrong way to do it. <laughs> well, and he By went when it ends in a death. And yeah. he went from like being low key problematic to like just super out of control. Oh yeah. So that it was a little jarring. Well, wait, I mean, that, I kept, that is after he like has beaten, beaten her his once wife. <laughs> and yeah. then beats the shit out of her. Yeah. Hardcore. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. This I didn't know that about the water. That's a really cool rule. I forgot about that. Yeah, and it didn't seem to do anything to her, but I thought that's what they were playing with in that scene. I thought it was too. Okay. I thought maybe she was just afraid of the water. Well, I mean, if we're theorizing that she's maybe not really a vampire, maybe she yeah. like, thinks it'll affect her and it doesn't. Mm, I don't know. Question. <laughs> <laughs> if we're running with that theory, do we think Valerie is a vampire at the end of this movie when she kind of moves on to this new thruple that she's trying to Oh, try? yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's her. Oh, well. Okay, her skin's really white, and then he does. That he made a comment about love. Actually, that her skin was really white too. So she is a vampire. They're all vampires then. By I that, guess so yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and maybe I mean speaking of rules, maybe they don't have the thing about uh, stakes through the heart or mm-hmm. anything. Right. Like maybe that's out the window. Maybe I mean, it's more naturalistic and grounded. Although Bathory sort of dies at the end that way, and it's awesome. Or the count is yes. Bathory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, they roasted that, her like it. a s'more. Well, she got that, that whole tree amazing. stuck through well, her. The, I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. That visual is gorgeous. <laughs> but the imagery of her like burning at the stake yeah. is so harsh. It's it was a really hard ending it's, for it's me. Gorgeous. Really gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm like, beautiful. Give me more like yes. yeah, it was it was beautiful. But like, I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about queer horror. There's a lot of things where like the queer character or the monster character gets punished at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And obviously, you know, she's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like. 
I wanted to have this like fun lesbian road trip sequel to Daughters, oh, of, Dar- there, like, Daughters of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I sort um, of thought I decided at the end of the movie that because she got the tree through the heart and then set on fire that she was a vampire witch. So I'm all about that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. How about when she's standing on the edge of the cliff wearing a sequence black cloak <laughs> and then oh she God. raises oh. her arms into the air like Count yes. Ducula. <laughs> like, no matter what I'm doing in my house, anytime that happens, I'm like, yes, queen. I also like just love when movies do shit like have people bury someone in sand using their bare hands. (laughs) (laughs) Like this should be like a lot longer of like a time jump. Like it should be the next night. Okay. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's literally doing this with his bare hands. And I'm like, someone get him a shovel. Her, <laughs> her time management skills are so really bad. She is always just barely evading <laughs> being roasted by the sun. How has she lasted this Stressing long? Stressing me out. Yeah. Yeah. Four hundred years of that. I'd be that would you would imagine working for a million her? massages, no. yeah. No. Yeah. You'd also, be like, I'm waiting for the sun, bitch. Like, That's why Alona yeah. wanted to go. She's like, please let me go. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just call yeah. her? Alona. Oh, her, I thought you like, said 11. No, Alona. Her <laughs> like, secretary. So, quote, unquote, like, secretary. so is Elizabeth Bathory like the Miranda Priestly of vampires? Mm-hmm. Like as an employer? <laughs> she kind of Like stank. demanding and impossible? Yeah. It seems that way. She's nicer at least. Yeah, I mean, Andy didn't die at the end of that movie. Yeah, and I don't think Miranda Priestly ever fucked Andy. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Yeah, yeah I would too. <laughs> Fan fiction. Oh my God. We, uh, there are the strangest crossovers on fanfiction.net, and I'm sure there's a Daughters I've of Darkness. I've never gone to that Devil site. Wars I oh my God. One. I need to go to that website. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a treasure trove. There's um, such weird, like when I worked you know on a series song? of unfortunate events. This is my first time hearing about it. What's that, Joshua? When I used to work on a series of unfortunate events, there were all these like fan, uh, fanfic things about like the Baudelaire orphans who are mm-hmm. siblings like fucking each other. Oh, it was Jesus so Christ. upsetting and awful. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there wouldn't be any fanfiction about Sabrina because everybody is doing it. And it's fun. so there already it already happens. It's such wishful. Not compared to Riverdale. I, I mean, Riverdale. Those, it's like Dynasty. Those are teenagers who act like they're thirty and they're all blackmailing <laughs> oh, yeah, each other. Is, yeah. I also think that Riverdale's a more dangerous town than Greendale. Absolutely. Even though our town is full of like witches and zombies. And I just love monsters. that. What's her name on Riverdale has like three businesses and goes to high school. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but she's none of them are ever at school either. <laughs> Can amazing. I ask just because we have you here? Um, sure. Is bisexuality a part of being a witch? Because are they all bisexual? Yeah, so Sabrina's a little different because she's half mortal, but in the witch world, uh, everyone's kind of bisexual and people don't fall in love as easily, so they're more polyamorous. I was going to say poly seems more more apropos. I guess that's the better Anytime that there's group sex, everybody's just going. Well, even like, um, what's that movie we watched with Bowie? I can't remember the name of it. The Hunger. Hunger. Yeah, like everyone there seems polyamorous to me. I feel like any vampire, like um, even the Lost Boys, David's totally... Polly, like he's mm-hmm. coded as Polly to me. Well, yeah, he's yeah. with yeah. Star and Michael. He's not going to live for so like eight hundred years and, and only fuck like right. one gender. You need diversity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's really so got to branch out. Um, <laughs> before we leave the fan fiction world, I will say there is social network fan fiction um, to the point that there is a fan fiction about Andrew Garfield and Jesse Eisenberg falling in love on the set of the Social Network. Oh my god, um, that's so meta. The world, yeah, <laughs> I love it. The world of fan fiction is a beautiful and deeply intense experience. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say there was like a queer wolf fan fiction, and then describe like you and Michael. That oh, one. I mean, I'm going to write it and contribute it. One, see if it's no, out there. I'll be point number one down. Point number two. <laughs> wow. Um, now that you've said it today, now that you've said it, Ernie, I got a little loud. It's going to happen. No, I love when it's loud. Oh, oh god. Oh my god. That's, That's gonna going to get right in. in. The fan in our fan fiction, <laughs> ten ten would be. Wait, do you write fan fiction? And if so, I, of what? When I was a child, I did um, of animorphs. That's a good question. Stop oh, it! My yeah. fucking God. stop! Is that uh-huh. the only thing? Who? I love animorphs. Yeah, me too. Really? It makes no sense. I read them as an adult because I was too old for them, and so I was like twenty five, and I read a couple of them. I was like, They're "What so the batshit crazy?" Also, this is I was, so nuts. I was reminiscing with a friend about those books, and I was like, especially the end, but like the last twenty of them, they're deeply horrifying mm. like they're really dark very troubling like people are dying people are getting mauled by animals it's an intense experience 
Can is that the only fanfic you've ever written? Yeah, one of them. Just can you describe it? Let's I mean, look Logline. again. I was a child. <laughs> it was mainly about me being friends with the Animorphs. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, it was like a bunch of uh, a bunch of one page chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, into it, and all of them had a name that was like one letter off from their actual name. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, they're gonna sue me for my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. Um, I also, oh my god, I had an Excel spreadsheet that I made of all the Animorphs and each of the animals that they could personally transform into. I am shocked. <laughs> no. I know. And my organizational prowess. Yeah. I can't Brennan believe you're a producer news- now. <laughs> yeah. Brennan no. probably knew spreadsheets at like seven. Oh, better yeah. Than that I was... Did. Wait, so <laughs> which like animals could you turn into as an Animorph? <laughs> okay. Um, well, honestly, in real life... Um, you can turn into a tiger. <laughs> I'm so glad Josh no, was here. <laughs> did I tell this story before? I might have, but Don't during during story time in elementary school, I was trying very hard to morph into an ant um, <laughs> because you had to touch the animals to acquire their essence. And I was like, I've touched ants, so if it if it's gonna happen. This is how it's going to be. I've never touched a tiger. So like, like let's see how right. it goes. And I don't remember what story it was because I was not focused. I went through a big horse phase when I was like four or five Ooh, okay. where I just gallop around and pretend to be a horse to the point where I just like, you know, go, <laughs> stuff like that. And like, my family was like worried about me. It was like, that, like, like nope, just gay, mom. <laughs> nope, just gay. <laughs> Prancing around like the little pony I am. So what's your favorite Animorphs book? Do you have one? Or what's your favorite Animorphs character? I don't know any of them. Oh my God. But you've read some of them? Yeah. Like when I was 22, I read maybe two of them and I was drunk probably. Okay. I mean, I I thought I'd found a friend, but maybe I was wrong. I'm not your friend. Sam, you got, you got excited. Yeah, Sam, like, you've been like jumping up and down. Well, because until the show came out, I mean, like in the books, it was Tobias, right? Like Uh he was so, he was so cute. And then like, but in the, in the show, it was that hot blonde guy that had a twin who was in that movie Frozen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Thank you. Sean Ashmore has followed me throughout my uh, sexual development. Um, <laughs> well, because yes. he, he was Jake in the Animorphs television series. Yes, he was. Is there Sean Ashmore, uh, Brennan Klein fanfic? There should be. Okay. Um, I'll write it. I have never written personalized erotica. <laughs> <laughs> um, really? Well, that just seems like a lot of work. What do you think sexting is? You know? Oh, good point. Good point. But also maybe you don't sext and there's no judgment there. You yeah. Do it. I don't really just cause. Oh, okay. I just, you know, just, I like to just, just do true it. True tea time. Yeah. yeah. My sexting with Brian is, can you pick up some LaCroix on your own? Okay. <laughs> Coconut only. Yes. Pour it all over me. Um, sorry. Oh, not, to, not to get too blue. That would never happen on the show. Um, but yeah. So yeah, he was Jake in the Animorph series and then he was Iceman in the X-Men and he was my favorite X-Man. And, um, once I started getting into horror, he was in Frozen. He was also in The Ruins, which yes. is an adaptation of my favorite horror novel. It's actually ATM, really good, right? Yeah, he's, like he's an ATM as well, right? Yeah. Was he? I think he is. I think that's Josh Peck. No, I think he's no. the other dude in it, isn't he? I don't Someone know. Sean Ashmore like. I don't think it was him because I would have been more compelled to watch it if it was him. <laughs> like, I have a list of everything I've ever jerked off to with Sean Ashmore, and that is not on it. Goodness. Okay. Uh, um... <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Used to write Fresh oh. Prince fan fiction. Yeah, really? yes. yeah, because I wanted to be on it so bad. Oh my god! Yeah, so First? I was Will's cousin, another cousin. Of oh, I guess hell. so. Everyone's cousin, name really. Name? No, I don't remember. I mean, I don't know about the name, but yeah. I loved Hillary so much. Oh my she god, she was my favorite. Same. Loved her. The first Same. script I ever wrote, I think I was like twenty-three, and it was a Will and Grace. It's- so oh, okay. it was, it was, was like, like well, it was a spec kind of script, fanfic. but it was fan fiction. I mean, it's kind of fanfic when you're writing it when you have it no fucking clue is. what you're doing, and and then I mean, Will kisses kind a of guy fanfic named Michael. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you ever write anything like that, Josh? Fanfic? Yeah. The closest I came, it wasn't really a thing in my childhood in the '80s, I don't think, or the '90s, but. When I was like in second grade, we had to write short stories, and I turned in a short story that was just the plot of Grease Two. And I think I got an A. I think I got a gold star. And she's like, "This is so inventive." (laughs) Did you have like some of the songs written in there too? Like the titles, just literally like a synopsis, like an IMDb synopsis. Oh my god! Wish Rebecca was here right now. Right? I'm like, was this your coming out story? (laughs) (laughs) My whole life is a coming out story, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, truly. it's true. Grease yeah. too. Uh, we just talked about that. Yeah, I love so it. Excited. So much. It's so great. Sam, you're the last for the hammer to fall. Did you ever write any fan fiction of any kind? Uh, no, I have written erotica though. Oh, about 
uh, a property, an intellectual property, or just about no? I generally, I think, I think erotica is really fucking cool. I used to work at a bookstore, and so I would curate um, like my. Uh, my, my staff picks and I would always put gay erotica out on the end caps of borders oh, yeah. that I worked at. Cause I was like, fuck it. You know, like my, and yeah, I'm just, I'm into it. So then I wrote some of my own. Cool. And uh, did you, did you put it on the, on the end cap as well? Just like your loose leaf. The like, note writings? inside the books. Actually. So oh, me okay. and a bunch of the booksellers did <gasps> used to write a bunch of, so do you guys remember the book post secrets? Yeah. yeah. So oh, we would that. write down like real confessions, and, like sexual experiences and things like that. And we would hide them in post secrets, like actual post secrets really books. Clever. So when oh people bought them, Whoa. they would take them home and find our secrets. That's, That's pretty amazing. cool. I you, like, so interactive. These border em- borders employees are wilding. They're down for some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Did anyone ever confess to a murder or anything in those? Like, I always wanted to see someone be like, I killed my sister. <laughs> it's anonymous. <laughs> You know how my sister that they think drowned? I killed her. I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a post secrets of just horror villains. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's such a good idea. Stories. Yes. But yeah, uh getting back to the movie, Elizabeth Bathory has no secrets. She does share everything with everyone. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk how she about she seduces you. Yeah, mm. but also this movie is weirdly skittish about sex. Like there's not a lot happen I was expecting a lot more like moaning in this movie, I would say a lot more soft billowing curtains. Like, I mean, more of a Jess Franco movie and it wasn't giving me that. And I thought that was interesting. Um, so I wonder if anyone had any ideas about the point of not showing us hot women making out with each other. I'm not sure if it's like super interested in sex, actually, even though it's about sensuality. Uh, I don't know. Is there a distinction? It feels like it's yeah, there not, is for sure. It feels like it's more interested in like mood and tone and sensuality yes. than like to me. It's, sex. Yeah, it's more about the, like seduction. It's like long games. Yeah. Seduction more than anything. Like that's why they only sh- to me. It's like kind of hot that they only really share that one kind of even just a peck of a kiss. But I love that. Like there's like a little. Is there like a little speck of blood, blood in the corner yeah. of your mouth when yeah. that happens? Yeah, it's kind of hot. Although the heterosexual sex at the top of the movie is more graphic than any of the sex that we get. It's really quiet the rest of the movie. <laughs> when they have sex yeah. later on in the movie, it's like there's like not a sound. Who wants to hear it? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, let me go hang a red scarf from this light and you can play it. Oh, oh perfect for apartment living. Fucking red kimono again. You you and his bathrobe. In the, I love a when, short bathroom. Do you remember in The Brood when Oliver <laughs> yes. North wears yes. that shorty yeah. robe? Oh, it's Eric, so hot. Uh, Will, Will's character and Will and Grace always wore a shorty, a shorty yeah. robe. I could so not take hot. him seriously when he was throwing a temper tantrum in that bathroom, though. I know. it was. <laughs> I love that the after he killed accidentally killed that girl, the first thing he did was put on a shorty robe. When he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sense. Yeah. So, nay. Like, I always like to ask... When like it's the first time, and I'm going to ask for everyone, but like the credits are rolling. Like, what what's like the first thought that pops into your mind when this movie ended for um, your first watch? I think actually, I really was like, oh, I was expecting you know something more Jess Franco. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first thing I was thinking about. Do you like what you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I visually it was so stunning, and mm-hmm. I. I mean, I can watch something just for that, even if it's like maybe a little boring. Just the sound at times. design was so great, and the sound—it yeah. yeah. was good. Yeah, like I said, I want to look at it or listen to it, you know, but maybe not. Yeah, because when I text you, like, did you watch the movie? You had said what you said about watching and listening yeah. and not really doing it at the same time, and I was literally <laughs> writing and like had my earbuds in, was only listening to the movie. And I always managed to like look when something important was being shown, like the note, because the music and stuff. Told but you, the yeah. music yeah. was a, like I loved kind of just listening yeah. to it. No, I do too. Yeah. yeah. And Sam, how about you? What what like what is the first like your first instinctual reaction to this movie? Was this is the kind of movie in film school that everybody's going to tell me I should like, and I'm going to have to agree about? I know that sounds. I oh, like, you're you're get, like to to save face. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I know I'm supposed <laughs> to like this. I know fun. I'm supposed to like this. <laughs> I I really liked it visually. I loved the roasting marshmallows thing. Like I said, like I think that's yes. such a cool wide shot. Um, and there were a lot of filmmaking elements to it. Um, but and the more we talk about it, I find I keep finding these moments that I really liked mm-hmm. as a film as a whole. I can't imagine putting it in again. And so I was trying to think of ways to um, say that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, the credits I had that rolled. experience with it too. I mean, the first time I watched it, I fell asleep at like 20 minutes in. And <laughs> the All whole right. thing. And yeah. then years later I thought of it. And I, the more, the more times I watch it, the more times I like it. Mm. And 
it is just a mood and just a tone, and, and, but that's okay with me. You know, I think yeah. sometimes when people criticize filmmakers, someone like David Lynch or, or Wes Anderson or Quentin Tarantino or whomever, and they say mm-hmm. that they're just style and not substance. I think with filmmakers like that and a film like Daughters of Darkness, um, style is substance. I think that that's enough. You know what it reminded me of? The first time I saw The Shining, I had a very similar reaction. I mean, I was younger, but I was like, oh this is a thing that people really like. And now I can't get enough of it. Yeah. And it is the mood of it. I, you know, you, you wear the shining when you watch it. Yeah. The shining's mm-hmm. beautiful in the same way. And you know what I mean? Like just, Oh yeah. That chilly walking through yeah. the shot. Like you walk through the shining. I feel like when you watch it, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of had some of those experiences watching this where I felt like I was kind of walking through the hotel. I mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and like, yeah. I agree with you, Josh, like that in a lot of ways, like I kept telling myself, there's like no story here. But then I realized they don't give a shit. So yeah. why should I? It is a boring yeah. movie. You know what I like, mean? So what? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. You experience but it differently. And I think that's kind of what they were doing. Like, we're not giving you a lot of story. We just want you to, like, experience something. Because there's a lot of mm-hmm. all your other senses were mm-hmm. part of the movie. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Except taste, which I'm kind of bummed about. Uh. Oh. <laughs> what would you have wanted to taste? The fish that they eat in the opening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of his robe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or what's inside. What about, oh, my God. What about that weird green drink that the Countess Oh, my God. God. All of it. What is that? Yeah. That, like, St. Patrick's Day yeah. cocktail. I just assumed it was some sort of it's vampiric It's like potion. It's like a well, she was drinking out. There's a scene in the, the Muppet movie when Piggy <laughs> <and Muppet laughs> go on a date in a fancy restaurant and then Steve Martin is their waiter and he pours them a drink that looks exactly like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. I was, I was really yes. worried that I had lost you when you had only read a couple of the Animorphs, but the Muppets are like my favorite thing in the world. Oh, I love them so much. Um, also, that movie came out the same weekend as Alien. So they're both celebrating Great their week. 40th anniversary this week. year. Um, wow, really? What? Yeah. That's crazy. Just contemplate that for a second. But also... Muppets have aged so well. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. The first but, time that new Muppet movie came out a few years ago, maybe like, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 years ago now. The one with Jason Siegel? Yeah. Yeah. I went opening weekend because it was Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And as soon as it started, I started to weep. Because Me I too. didn't know how much I missed yeah. the Muppets uh-huh. and how much I needed them. <laughs> oh my God. And no. I felt so comforted. Did you like the show? Uh, they just did the I didn't watch it. I yeah. loved it. Did you? It's the office with Muppets. Fucking it's oh. terrific. That great. <clears throat> well, but, like go through like three different premises in less than a season. Yeah, I feel they, like they did. Retooled. They did a lot of retooling like, after the winter hiatus, and then it fell apart. But great show. Um, <laughs> but no, that that 2011 Muppet movie is my first exposure to the Muppets, and Aww. my first real exposure. Yeah. No, look, I love that movie. It's terrific. Yeah. But. When Kermit starts singing Rainbow Connection with everyone, I Aww. cried too because I could recognize that this meant something yeah. to everyone. And the finale of the original Muppet movie is the most LA beautiful thing ever when they're singing like, life is yeah. a movie, write your own yeah. ending and the rainbow <laughs> bursts through the ceiling mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. It's so great. Life changing. My second viewing of that movie, I took my boyfriend and we had a fight right before and I was like, don't ruin this for yourself. Anyway. uh (laughs) I expected a much different ending to that short story. (laughs) I think this is the episode where I fell in love with Brennan. Thoroughly impressed. Anyway. Thoroughly impressed. uh, Sorry. Thank you so much for allowing this uh, pivot. Um, Sam. Are you oh. someone who prizes narrative in movies? Is that something that you're looking for when I you mean, watch a movie? Yeah. I yeah. do. <laughs> I'm guilty. No, no, look, I'm there too, which is like, I feel like I recognized your struggle in connecting with it. But is there a single point where you like found a foothold in the movie? Yes. I, for me, it was the beginning and the end. Every, it, like okay. the, the very opening with the two of them in bed and all of that, I found that to be really compelling. And at the end, once once she switched and um, the countess had said to her, when there was the argument between the countess and um, and what's the husband's name? Um, Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> and Stefan was, uh, you know, was talking about her his wife as if she were his property. And the countess, countess said, uh, would she go with you if it was a choice? Like, would she, did she yeah. choose that last night? Would she choose that now? Yeah, and his line is, I am a man and she is mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and when, when the element of choice is brought into it and she brings that up, it's kind of incredible because she has glamored her 
To a certain extent, mm-hmm. like, right? Because she acknowledges earlier in the film, or not long before that, that when she's around the Countess, she feels like she's a different person. But to me, that's a very queer moment, and I really enjoyed that. Because, and she's so scared of being around her, too. Yes. She's right. so, like, queer coding. Oh, yeah, well. and she admits that. She's terrified. Yeah. Yeah. So to see that final sequence where she is seducing that couple and the Countess is no longer alive, it's actually that she's discovered her true self. Which is, or to me, it's seeing her embrace that queerness because the Countess isn't there to influence her and neither is her monster of a husband. Mm. And so when she is given the choice, we actually see her choose and she chooses to live this way. And Ooh. I think it's beautiful as a bisexual yeah. person because she's got two victims, one of each. Uh-huh. So that to me, yeah. narratively, I was in. I'm so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this movie gave you something. Cause I do think, <laughs> why? <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, Michael. Yeah. Well, your first thought when this movie wrapped? Um, hmm. Good question. I mean, I was a little underwhelmed because I thought there'd be more violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I just assumed that, but that fucking ending took care of it for me yes, like for in so many ways. And to kind of build off what Sam was saying, the thing I liked more about most about the movie too was like Stefan was the real enemy. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bathory yes. is that B- Bathory mm-hmm. she is actually like kind of like her savior in a lot of ways and I kind of love finding those kind of moments in movies like this because mm-hmm. humanity is always worse than anything else you can imagine <laughs> um, you just made me think true. of the ending of The Witch or yeah. The Vivitch it's sort of like <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah I mean when you and you like look That's about scary. like look at most Stephen King works like his novel any of his novels like I'm rereading it right now and like you read it and yes, Pennywise is a big part of it, but it's really about how fucking disgusting human beings are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm always a huge fan of like horror movies that can kind of Trojan horse that into a movie, most of the movie. And then at the end kind of explicitly tell you that, you know, humanity sucks. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was my main takeaway from the movie too, is that Stefan was the monster. Oh, absolutely. He is wild from square one (laughs) i mean okay the the reveal of like they at first they have that conversation where he's like or she's like do you love me and he's like i think you know the answer to that and i was like oh they're flirting he's like no i don't and she's like i don't love you either and she's she's like then we're made for each other and i was like oh that's kind of like a fun european thing and then it's revealed that they are newlyweds yeah and that was that's such a shock and such a change in the dynamic of their relationship it was so interesting and i was like oh yeah stefan's a piece of shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i got um, the idea that he was not joking and she was yes yeah you know which is yeah kind of awesome really fucked up <laughs> <laughs> well it's just so interesting because that's how i read them the whole movie yeah yeah like she was madly in love and she eventually has her turn where i like because of my shady summary i felt like she really didn't like him much either no but she like had to grow to realize that mm-hmm. whereas i was like he fucking hates her he just wants to control her and yeah yeah own yeah. Her. yeah i mean she does kind of suck maybe in the way that he's owned by that <laughs> old fine thing. she doesn't deserve oh, any yeah. of the violence or anything but i think she's really annoying really why she's <laughs> like hanging all over him the whole movie well look i mean <laughs> Look, when when someone's being that cold to you, true, like you, you might react by yeah. overreacting. Oh my god, I've made that mistake so many times. <laughs> so many times, it's the worst. Maybe if I text him fifteen times today, he'll reply. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> just breathe deep. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do we think of the cop character who shows up and sweats all over the duvet and then leaves? Like, what do you think he was ac- trying to accomplish in any of this? Oh, my God. I forgot he was in this movie. It yeah. felt yeah. like that was their attempt at plot. <laughs> but then they were like, nah, we don't okay. need this because it doesn't humor. go anywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> I kept confusing him and, like, the butler or whatever that, the oh, concierge or whatever. Like, I kept I kept thinking it was the same guy. <laughs> like, I did not like... all Belgians look the same. <laughs> I did like the... Uh, the one employee of the hotel. And first of all, Heather marveling at how he has managed to stay awake this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And he's pulling out that fern. Like, I think 
He's pulling it out into the street. That's one of the times that's the last time that someone walks through the fern when they could have gone two steps around it. It's that fucking fern. I think it's the same one every shot. And he's he just moves it around the hotel. Yeah. That fucking fern. Yeah, it's it's like someone working at a store like dragging out the opening sign that you put on the curb or whatever, uh-huh. but it's just a potted plant. <laughs> If this was a world where um, Daughters of Darkness was treated like Rocky Horror and people went and saw it live, like every time someone walked through the fern, you would like shout or take a drink or, or something like throw like leaves that. in the air yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Who would you dress up as? Or what he would dress up as a fern. dress would you wear? <laughs> I would be a fern. No. Uh, uh, I think the, shimmer, the right? sequence Black Cloak actually is more oh. my vibe. Ooh. And Michael obviously would go with the robe. Yep. Nay, do you have. I don't know. Okay. My, uh, you, wear, you would look really good in Alona's little black Peter Pan collar dress, oh, actually. Thank you. I'm Ooh. a collar, but the staircase I would like to be. <laughs> Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Staircase. Luxury. <sighs> Sam, what about you? I, I want to be the, um, the broken crystal bowl that strategically <gasps> slices people's wrists open. Yeah, that crystal bowl yes. death really was worth the it was amazing price. yeah, yeah the 70 like, minutes it took to get there they're trying to like suffocate him with the crystal My and then crystal, i thought they were gonna well, I first thought she was gonna bash it over his in head. general right. but then she puts it like yeah i don't how do you say that like, just inside down concave <laughs> yeah and i'm like wait what are they they're gonna suffocate him this way it's a luxurious way to die oh, it's, it's probably like could have just bashed his head in well that's what i thought she was gonna do Bashing his head in with crystals, gorgeous. What's, right. a, what's a fancier way to die? Like choking on a I Fabergé know. egg or something? <laughs> <laughs> Even that the suffocation didn't work, and, but that they broke the crystal and the crystal like moved to his wrist and he has Both this like them, Jesus yeah. pose at the end yeah. where he's you know, just sucking like, it out. Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. Living. Gorgeous. That is one of the movies. Like the movie fades to red at a lot of points. Oh, yes. um, I love it. But it's usually just on these beautiful tableau like, I have, um, like two notes of this movie and one okay. is um fade to red and the <laughs> other one is stefan is a dick <laughs> both <laughs> accurate didn't want to forget <laughs> uh, i love um, when it fades to red yeah was it or how about the the scene after he has like beat her at night which mm. rough scene but like the shot of him waking up like tangled in the sheet like gripping his belt yeah and her like apart from him very different sheet just like curled up it's beautiful and sinister Mm. and the movie has a lot of those just like or it's like we're gonna sit on this image when they just sat on her like exposed back with bruises on it yeah Yeah. for a really long time which was like like i hate to say a great shot but it was a really great no, shot. And then, and then the one where they're lot. when they're both like suckling at his wrists yeah, as, that was cool. as he's yes, dead. That, I loved it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, the most iconic <clears throat> shot is her in her shimmery dress lighting those candles. Oh my God. That's the one that's like the most gifable. And if you like mm-hmm. Google image search it, you're going to okay. run into that. Is that the one I sent you to that? Yes. Yeah. yeah that guy. <laughs> I, my favorite moment though is when they fucking just throw him over the balcony and I'm <laughs> yep. expecting uh-huh. him to land in the ocean and then it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole like, segment when they're driving and she's telling her to go faster, faster, faster oh, when the sun is coming up is just so good. Because it's almost like sex. They're like panting. And uh, she's saying faster yeah. into her ear. And it's like, yeah. it's really cool. It's really great. <sighs> oh, oh, I forgot about my favorite shot of the movie. Um, the shot, I don't remember exactly what she's doing, but it's a mirror shot where you see. Um, her hand. Yeah, you oh, it's see, our compact. Yeah, the compact. Yes. Or, no, it's oh, I there's a there's that. a wall mirror. Elizabeth Bathory is adjusting something on Valerie, or like doing something to her with her hands. But you see Elizabeth Bathory like in real life in the foreground, and the background is Valerie in the mirror. Mm. So they're on these like two different planes, but oh. staring at each other. Mm. It's so beautiful. Wow. I noticed a scene um, that she was looking at her compact yeah, and you don't see her. Only see her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah I love yeah. that. I love that because of the audacity. She's like, she doesn't need to do anything in that compact. She's just <laughs> showing the cop. She's like, by the way, <laughs> vampire. <laughs> just like, wow. uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> absolutely no reason to pull it out. She's just <laughs> showing him. Yeah. She doesn't give like a, a just her saying, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Oh, God, I missed the flip phone for yes. that reason. I never had a compact, but I missed being like, yeah. goodbye. Right. Call <laughs> yes. Call or like Andy. being in front of somebody and doing that. Like, yeah. pissed off from something. Yeah. Yeah. It's satisfying. And you couldn't break that shit. Yeah, those phones could fucking survive a nuclear war. (laughs) Just them and the Twinkies and the cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, uh, 
about the dress that I would wear okay. is I would totally wear her oh, yeah. uh, sparkly, crazy in Alabama dress. Like it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I've never seen Crazy in Alabama. I've only seen the DVD cover, but I love the dress. I think about it all the time. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Noted. Um, I th- nor- in, at the end of every episode, we talk about whether or not the movie deserves a pride float. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in terms of like how it represents its LGBT characters or like if you, I don't know, if it's fun or just like whatever. Um, I think we should start with Michael and then we can work our way to you. We can get the room warm for sure. you, Josh. I think it does. Okay. Th- then and now. What would it look like? What would you put um, on it? Now I'm thinking nay staircase, but it could it's also good just foundation. be a big fucking hole in a pile of sand. <laughs> and there's just men dressed like Stefan in robes with their bare hands scooping it, out sand. It really yeah. is, uh, I think, indicative that you chose to have a bunch of men on the float, which is how Pride goes <laughs> right. in this movie starring three this, women. This lesbian <laughs> movie. Let's have all men on the float. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. Like that. Look, I know the robes, the one and only. You're one. You're one true love. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry for mocking that. That's okay. a very special bond that you two have. <laughs> um. Nay, what do you think? Uh, I think yes. Then and now, not exactly sure what it would look like. Um. But also, definitely a party it has to have the party. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> In lesbian that vampire party, a co-party with all the other lesbian vampire movies that we've made. <laughs> throw a party. Yeah. Yeah. So. God. Oh man. Yeah. Like imagine like Susan Sarandon from The Hunger is yes. hanging out oh, with the Vampiros Lesbos yes. and Countess that. Bathory. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Because I was thinking no while I was watching the film, especially like in the moment when um, the Countess like leads her away from the train station, and she's like, "No, go be with your abusive husband." But then by the end, with that moment, that turn where she gets to choose her own identity, like there's no way this doesn't have a pride float. Then and now, it has one. It's a uh, it's a giant crystal bowl. Um, that's good with uh with uh i want go-go dancers again like last time but like with ferns they're all ferns uh-huh. um they have they have like oh, fern capes that. and there's a lot of like and then drag queens and each one has a different bathory look um extra sparkle iconic yeah, yeah. uh and extra a lot of red sparkle. paint um and if there's a way to make the float fade to red I don't know how we would do it, but but we would do it like raising a curtain ball, of some kind yes. yes. yeah that's it I think it does get a float then and now. I think the float is goth as fuck. It's just black with a grand <laughs> staircase on it. There are beautiful <laughs> women part. that are just making out and writhing around like Dracula's brides. And then on the staircase is the Countess Bathory in her shimmery dress, just like lighting candles. Oh, <laughs> my walking God. Back and forth. Oh. Or alt. She's wearing her shimmery black cloak and she lifts her arms into the air like Dracula. Oh, yes. Ooh. Full sail. That's yes. like, exactly. <laughs> that's the end of the parade. Route. I live for oh. that. Um, and somehow they Marshall could release bitch. bats, like real bats. Yeah. Into the real bats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most amazing pride float I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. thanks. I love oh, that. Yeah. I'm so happy I get to follow that. Releasing the bats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That sounds so fun. Um, okay. I'll just do mine really quick. Yes. And I think the pride float should just be like, you know, that shot, the shot that you talked about where you just see her lips in the light. It's that, except instead of shadow, it's just ferns covering everything else about her. <laughs> except for like the Rocky Horror red lips, just surrounded by uh, ferns. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all you get. Yeah, also uh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's. I think that's the first movie in a while that we've like unanimously agreed that it deserves to be. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last way. all pride floated movie. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. There's a lot of controversial films in this right. show. <laughs> Boy, I don't know, know what you're talking about. <laughs> that really funnily. <laughs> I've, I'm just kind of in my, if Roger Ebert was like a very sassy film presenter, <laughs> it's like, and what do we think about this one? <laughs> Imagine Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel giving pride floats to movies. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They would, what if? they would have hated our podcast. Yeah. Because we praise so many movies that they were just like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, where can we find everyone online? Find me on Twitter at Michael Kenken. I do. And it's great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram and <laughs> Twitter at Black Cupcake. Laugh. I was not. No. <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sam Weinman. And you can find my film, The Quiet Room, on uh, YouTube right now through Crypt TV and maybe Shutter if they've decided to put it up yet. Uh, I'm on all the things, um, but I'm most active on Twitter. You can follow me mm-hmm. at Joshua Conkle. 
Yes, and again, you should. Um, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. You can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands. Uh, I, I, I was going to keep going, but we don't have a sign off. So, yeah. bye. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, Josh. Bye.